Welcome to The Binary with Sunny Lisiwe, the show that will explore the South African tech industry and get to know some of the leading names and voices of the sector. This 10-minute podcast will navigate through a range of serious and frivolous topics to uncover business insights and random useless knowledge. Our first guest on the show has the sexiest job of the 21st century. He's a sense maker, a storyteller, and all-round right person. His name is Ivan Dutoy, the head of data at Tencent Africa. Welcome to the show, Ivan. Let's kick off the interview with the most important question of them all. So, tell me about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Eben de Toy. I work at WeChat South Africa, which is, I guess, soon to be a different entity, Tencent Africa Services. Mm-hmm. Um, we focus on, in my group, on taking data that's available to us and building it into insights for the rest of the company. Um, and when I say insights, it's actionable stuff. Yeah. So it's not just uh, a nice graph on a on a nice dashboard. It's things that you can make decisions Based with. On. Historically, I'm an engineer by training um, and a software developer. But I've worked in both those industries in the in the hard engineering uh, environment where I would say things like power station engineering but then also in software development houses before. Why do you choose to work at Tencent Africa? It's all about opportunity. Or it starts as an opportunity. Mm. That you look for for a job yeah. and you see what's available. And then you look at this company and you realize that there's so much happening that the scope for who you are uh, matches to the scope of the company. So Tencent is a company that will shift focus um, wherever they see opportunity. And because there's resources, you must just be able to prove that you are capable of doing these things. And the company will take notice. And if anyone who aspires to be a data scientist, what advice would you give them? I would say if you were talking about data science, there's a lot, lot to be said about that nowadays. I mean, it's definitely a field that's growing and there's not enough people to fill the need out there. Yeah. But that's the stuff everybody will tell you. And what I will tell you is that I think data science means nothing if you're not doing something that is listening to a business. Okay. So my focus in WeChat and Tencent Africa is that you listen to what people want. You envision how they will use whatever you give them. That's half of the job. Yeah. Talking to people, understanding and really making sure that what you're going to put out there is going to be useful to the business. The actual science part of data science and the, and the coding and the statistics, uh, software development part, is, is not the difficult part. No. The difficult part is understanding a problem and, and refining a problem. And that's what I want to tell people that thinking of going into data science, you must open yourself up to the idea that it's a, you're becoming a business decision maker um, and you, you must really hone your listening skills. And what do you think the future of data is? You know, data, um, it's, it's all around us. Mm. It's, it, it is in everything. Um, I would rather say, what will measurement mean for us? Okay. Because data is only as good as what you are measuring. Um, so if I'm able to measure, for instance, today, when I go for a run, 
I put on a heart rate monitor. I can measure stuff about my body. Uh, a watch on your on your arm is a measurement device measuring time. Mm. So the more there's just more measurement happening, and the more you measure, the more you're able to see. It's almost like a new pair of glasses that you're putting on. People are measuring new things, so they see new things and understand more about the world around them. Same in the business. Yeah. When I arrived here uh, in this in this job, uh, there was much less measurement happening, and then we started measuring a great deal many metrics in in, in the company. And things came forward, and we started making decisions based on what we measure. So it changes your life in a way completely. Um, and that, with that also comes a lot of responsibility, because it's almost like you're holding up a mirror to a company mm. or even to a person, because you're telling them, oh, hi, you are overweight because we measured it. Yeah. Or, hi, this product is failing because I measured it. It's a big responsibility, uh, and that's why you must make sure that measurement is really really done well and um, conveyed well. Can you tell me how businesses can actually make use of data far more efficiently to drive business growth, um, to make better decisions within the company? What advice would you have? So in the classical sense, people think of data as something that lives in a database and is very structured. So some, somebody put it there, it's already measured and it's, and it's ready for consumption. Yeah. My challenge that I would pose to companies is to also delve in the the unseen data or the unstructured data. For instance, um, let's take web browsing as an example. Like people browse many websites. Yeah. For instance, if you take every single person in your company, the websites that they are browsing, say it's like a URL. It's not very structured. The URLs are all different. But if you could mine that information... Together, it, it might tell you something about the productivity hours of the people in your business. Mm. Um, not because you are spying on them, but mostly because you want to understand the times at which people are mostly using uh, the internet as a resource. Uh, depends on the questions you want to answer. So I think you can answer the questions in the business if you bring seemingly detached data sets yeah. together. Do you believe in such a thing as data being wrong? or bad data for, or incorrect conclusions because of data. Absolutely. How does that happen and what, how can you use data efficiently again um, and how do you make sure that the data is actually correct? There's a thing in science called uh, accuracy mm-hmm. and precision. So the way that's always portrayed, if you, if you read about it, it's, it's like a dartboard. If you are somebody that uses data to make decisions, you might be throwing your 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 um, dart on the board, not in the in the middle. You might throw it off center, yeah. but you might be very um, accurate. So you could you might throw every single throw in exactly the same points, but it's not on on target. So that's that's the same thing with data. The da- the data that you have might not be precise, so it might not be the bullseye. Yeah. It might be off-center, and you might be using that data, but you get consistently the same things. So you might be very, very good at getting the same things. You're not making the right decision. And that's how data could be wrong. So that's, again, that word measurement. What exactly are you measuring? You must verify what you are measuring. So usually when you take only one source, um, a better way would be to take two sources and just make sure that they are not different, and if they are different, you must ask why. That's one way. And then 
sometimes you are really at the mercy of the, the, the data anyways. Sometimes it is just wrong. Yeah. Um, and other times it's not clean. Uh, what I mean by that is like, sometimes you must process the data first. Put it in a, uh, let's call it a clean uh, table for you to understand what exactly is happening. Um, so that it, it, in that sense, it's quite complicated. There's mm-hmm. a whole field that pays attention to how you measure and how you clean data. And if you could rec- recommend one book to someone, what would it be? As a data scientist, you will find many books that talk about programming and different types of programming and programming languages and how to be a data scientist, all those lovely things like introductions. Mm. But it's a, it's a book, yeah. Thinking in Data. Thinking in Data addresses the missing link between your technical skills and really what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Who is asking the question? What is the context? Yeah. And what will it mean for the business? It provides you a framework in which to position your your data science artworks, if you could say that. So I would completely recommend that book, Thinking in Data. Cool. And what is the one item you can't live without? It's lying here in front of me. It's my iPhone. Why? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, everything happens through there. Um, uh, yeah, I cannot think of a single thing that is now not driven by my phone. I measure everything from... You know, how strong the Wi-Fi is in my house to what the weather is so I can go skateboarding <laughs> to what my friends and colleagues are saying on WeChat. Yeah. Uh, listen to my music there, store my photos there, my memories with my family. You know, if I don't have this thing, I guess yes. uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and what is your favorite song at the moment or in all of time? You know what? Um <laughs> I, I've got a lot of respect for a young boy making a big name for himself mm-hmm. now, Alan Walker. I haven't heard of him at all, actually. His songs are top of the charts currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of um, trancey, uh, upbeat. Um, he's 19 years old. Maybe he's 20 already. I don't know. But he's taking the world by storm. I um, mean, he's just a boy. Maybe. Nice. Um, How old is he? I'm sure he's 19 or 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps up our first episode. Thank you very much, Evan. Um, it was very insightful. It was good to know what you do in this company and how you can actually drive business growth using data. It's a pleasure. Thanks, All right, then. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. That's it for the first episode of The Binary. Thank you for listening and join us again next week.